Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> hey, we're here at world-famous Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where some of the men's bathrooms actually have feminine products like these tampons and maxi pads for some reason. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Tampons? Yeah, I want to know where the trans, uh, the uh, excuse me, the those in transition put the tampon in their tampoon. They claim they they menstruate, they, and uh, I've seen people argue about this. You know, as a former tamponian, it's a weird way to start the show. Actually, I was an Avonian <laughs> when I went to Avon Old Farms. Yeah, it was like a you know bunch of rich kids that were like troubled. You know, academically. They had academic woes. Was their parents, that? they were not living up to their parents' expectations. So and you were, you were one of them? Exactly. Yeah. I was kicked out of public school for fighting in the hallway with Ron Roach. That was his name, Ron Roach. But because his name was Roach in the hallway, I smoked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. Uh, how you guys doing? It's Ben Kitchen over here with a goofy hat. Hello. It's not really a, I wouldn't call it a gay hat. It's greasy. Yeah. I've been wearing it for years. Well loved. Looks like he worked on the railroad with that, yeah. uh, didn't it, doesn't he, Smitty? It looked like the oil man on the railroad, greasing up the wheels. Bill Smith, yeah. youngster. Uh, had a birthday last Friday. Yep. 40, as, as 40 did years my old. wife. And uh, famous people born on your birthday include. Oh. Elston Howard, former Yankee catcher. Really? See, he'd be 98. That's why we got you those cards up there. Thanks, man. Ben brought you those Elston Howard I cards. I got him up there, yeah. He's 223, That's just right. like you. Planet Mikey episode number, We Don't Give a Rat's Ass. Brought to you by Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley. The prostitute is someone no, who no, loves that's you. not the one. wrong one. Okay, hold on. <laughs> if you've got trouble with you your go. car, truck, or SUV, Pro <laughs> Automotive is who to see. Pro. 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 I got a tweet from a guy who said he took his car to Pro Automotive. It turned out great. He's a very happy customer. I don't believe you're just saying that. No, I got the tweet. I'll show it to you during the break. He actually tweeted you and said, I've had a wonderful experience at Pro Automotive. Exactly. Thanks to you, Mike Adams. Well, he did thank me, yes. And anybody anybody that takes their car to Pro Automotive will will thank me as well. You didn't play the thing when I said Pro Automotive. If you've got trouble with your car, truck, or SUV, Pro Automotive is who to see. Pro Pro, 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 Automotive. How come you're not on the... Notable alumni section of Avon Old Farms because I was kicked out my senior year, January of my senior year, unceremoniously got before, the food. Yeah, five months before graduation God. by George Troutman, who was rest in peace, the, the headmaster there. Goddamn Troutman, huh? He he really got me good, man. Anyway, uh, but that's all water under the bridge. And you can't go look back with regrets because then whatever happened to you that was good that happened after that wouldn't have happened. What was the straw that broke the, the back for uh, Troutman? Uh, it had something to do with uh, alleged marijuana oh, no. uh, per- permutations. <clears throat> we also want to thank, by the way, I had a coffee cake sent to me by the darling that, that runs the, uh, you know, the. Uh, my grandma's coffee cake. Oh, so it was a my grandma's coffee cake. Oh my yeah. god, it was so good. And there's only one slice left. I ate the whole thing myself. <laughs> <coughs> 
Uh, also, Giacomo's in Melrose, authentic Italian cuisine where John Fiore likes to eat. Yes, and uh, Vinny went there. And they're both authentic Italians. Vinny went there with his wife and said he, he loved it. He sent me a picture. Well, yeah. He's sitting at the restaurant with his beautiful Nobody wife. Nobody doesn't yeah. say that, that, especially Italian folks, because they go there. It's authentic Italian cuisine. Well, no, that sometimes... Because, hey, Richie Tallieri over here. Sometimes the Italian will be very uh, what's particular about the way the sauce is. Absolutely. The gravy. Yeah. The gravy. Uh, where were, Oh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Giacomo's. Giacomo's in <laughs> in uh, in Melrose, and then so that's all the the sponsorship mentions we're going to have tonight. We're not going to have any more. We're going to go commercial free. By the way, that's an old radio trick. I think I heard who owns one hundred three point three. I think that's one of uh, the Odyssey, Odyssey? stations. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, they have a thing where the guy comes on. And he goes, you know. Uh, since we have a leap year and an extra day, we're going to play that extra day with no commercials. No commercials. Ah. And that has been going on for, you know, the commercial free. But now everybody says, oh, we got an hour, we got a 45 minute commercial, free. an hour and a half commercial free. You know. But you know what happens? Your sales reps couldn't sell a commercial. How, <laughs> how often will they interrupt with station identification and promos? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. See, promos don't count. Yeah. You know? Or neither do public service announcements. That's true. You know? <clears throat> I used to love PSAs. I used to be the, the big voice of all the PSAs on a lot of the radio stations I worked at. You know, uh, Give to you know, this and that society for this. and about. Oh, I'd be, I, over, my, over my lifetime, I've done... 2,000 charity commercials for public service announcements. Overeaters Anonymous? That, too. Yeah. Um, Matt Stairs uh, having a birthday today. Remember Matt Stairs? Yeah, of course. Of course, you, you do. Do you remember Matt Stairs? There's no shot Bill knows Matt Stairs. He's, well, Matt Stairs used to listen to my, watch my TV show. He told me on the field at Fenway, he goes, oh, I love your show, man. You know, the one. The oh, one that had Matt. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, he's a left-handed. He was a good so hitter. full of shit. He's a short little guy, but he could hit. He looked like, like a uh, beer league softball yep. player. That's and that's exactly kind of how he played. He'd just smash home runs, and that's all he did. Yep, and he was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and he had a cool mustache and blonde, long blonde hair. He was a kook. Um, he's kind but, of like the butter bean of baseball. He's... He wasn't beans. that fat. He, no, he, he wasn't, but too. he was a big guy and just did one thing, did it really well. You look, up his, you look up his numbers in the designated hitter category. He did pretty darn well. Yeah, 56 years old today, Matt Stairs. Oh, by the way, he's in the all-home uh, team. Like, In other words, Stairs, Alan Bannister, Bannister and Stairs, Mantle, Mickey Mantle. These are all parts of your house. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Hall, Mel Hall, Ben Kitchen. Joe Garagiola. <laughs> no. Very good, yeah. God, <coughs> anyway, here's but here's the real birthday for today. Johnny Pesky. God bless him. Uh, you know, I met that guy several times. We were doing commercials for, uh, for Marvin Doors the, and Windows. No, for, the Window Boys. With Sal Bertolami. Yes. And the Window Boys. That's the Window right. Boys, yeah. He was a big, big part of that. Uh, he would be 105 today were he to still be alive, and I wish he was. I had a joyous baseball field of dreams moment with him at spring training. Do you remember when the strike, the baseball strike was, it was 94, they canceled the World Series, yep. right? 95 spring training, they hadn't come back yet. They hadn't re-aggregated the, the uh, players' union. And we were at Fenway Park, and the only people playing were minor league replacement players down there. So, I mean, I saw Johnny Pesky on one of the fields at, at Witnesses at, uh, in Fort Myers. 
I said, Johnny, you got a bucket of balls there and a fungo bat. Now, you know what a fungo bat is, right? No. That's the bat they use to hit fly balls to people for practice. It's a special bat that enables you to hit a lot of high. So I said, could you hit me some fungos, which is baseballs? Yeah, Smitty. So the baseball goes high in the air so you can run out and catch it. Well, right. So I go out in center field, and I got a glove, and I'm out there catching fly balls hit to me by Johnny Pesky. And the thing was, he was like a marksman. If you went out to center field, eight out of nine times, he'd hit it right almost to you. So you just have to roam over a few steps and make the catch. It's amazing. He hit one that was a grounder by mistake. He goes, oh, sorry. I'm like, Johnny, you're the greatest fungo hitter in the history of baseball. Everybody knows it. And I'm catching fly balls in the Florida sunshine, hit by Johnny Pesky. Don't worry about the grounder. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he was such a nice guy. God bless him. Yep. Uh, he would have been 105 today. Uh, just so you know, tomorrow, Frank Malzone, he, he's passed away. He was born in 1930. So we posthumously celebrate number 11's birthday. Um, but he was born in 1930, so he'd be, what, 95? 94. For 94. He'd be 94 if he were still with us. And, you know, he died in Needham, Massachusetts. He, he stayed here his whole career, his whole life. He even played, he, I think he played a handful of games at the end with the, with the Angels or something, you know. But he was a Red Sox guy, three-time Gold Glove winner. At third base. In fact, he was the guy that won the gold glove every year at third base before Brooks Robinson came mm. along. And then Brooks had a 16-year run at third base. But before that, it was Frank Malzone, All-star eight times. When they stayed on the team. Yeah, back when players, when you could rely on somebody being with, if they were Al Kaline, they were going to stay a Tiger. Yep. You know, if they're Stan Musial, they're going to stay a Cardinal. Well, Frank Malzone was that for the Red Sox and the third baseman. Hit a home run in the first uh, uh, game I ever saw. A major league game. But i got to mention one more baseball birthday because this is an interesting. you got, you got some storybook music? Yes, I do. No, I don't need the storybook wow. music. I don't need it. I do. I have I can just do this. I have some lovely storybook music. I could do this as a <laughs> storybook. You ready? Massachusetts, listen up. The wait. <laughs> Who's that? Nothing. Oh. That's just some wrong guy. Wrong button. Some guy. I'm, I'm hitting the wrong Re- buttons today. I'm sorry. Remembering a ball play. <laughs> A ball player who's most assuredly in that field of dreams out there in Iowa. Born in 1899 on this date, Ulysses Simpson Grant, quote, Lil, L-I-L, Stoner. Wow. His last name was Stoner. Died in 1966. Known as Lil E. Stoner, he was an American professional ball player, right-handed pitcher, Pitch for the Tigers, the Pirates, and the Phillies. The unusual movement on Stoner's breaking ball mm-hmm. has been attributed to an injury he sustained when he was a toddler. The index finger on his throwing hand was severed in a wood chopping accident. He was a toddler. <laughs> chopping Jesus. wood. It was severed and then was left hanging by a piece of flesh. Oh, yeah. That's the index oh, finger now. That's oh, the boy. that's the one, Mr. Pointer. You use it all the time. So it was hanging by a piece of flesh. The doctor bandaged the finger, which reattached itself. How about that? But crookedly. (laughs) A deformity that was credited with allowing Stoner to throw the ball with unusual movement. Hmm. He threw a curve. It would really wickedly curve because he had a a digit situation. 
this Lil Stoner. That's pretty good. His name is Lil Stoner, but there's more. He's an interesting guy. I mean, this is one of these stories you're going to want to know. Because of Stoner's love for baking and cooking, Stoner was sometimes known during his playing career as the Bowie Baker Boy. He was from Bowie, uh, Texas. Mm. He worked at a bakery, you see, at age 16. And in 1929, a nationally syndicated newspaper story called Stoner the best cook in baseball. And a culinary artist. How about that? Or culinary. I don't know if Cute. According to the report, his cooking was the envy of the women of Okmulgee, Oklahoma. <laughs> the crowning achievement of his off-season after the 28th season was a three-tiered birthday cake made of orange sponge cake, ornamented with green icing, and lavishly decorated with paper leaves and flowers. Mm. Who knew? I see. Nobody knew this shit until I came along. And with the legend of Ulysses Lil Stoner. Wait, there's more. You want to know how he died? No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Stoner was an avid grower of irises. Yeah. This is a well-rounded, this is a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, like a renaissance A man. renaissance yeah. guy thing. He was an avid grower of irises and was an accredited judge of the American Iris Society. Jeez. His proudest botanical accomplishment was his creation of a, quote, pink-iris hybrid. He was also a fan of the opera, not a phantom of the opera, Mm -hmm. a fan, Mm -hmm. and amassed a large collection of opera records. So this Renaissance guy with the split-finger situation, when he throws a split-finger fastball, (laughs) Stoner was... Uh, he died following a six-day hospitalization in, in Oklahoma in June of 66. He was 67 when, um, he, when he died. But wait, there's more. With the popularization of the word stoner in the cannabis culture, yes. stoner has, been a, has seen a resurgence of popularity. In 2015, baseball writer Grant Brisby picked Lil Stoner as the best inspired presidential-inspired nickname in baseball history. Brisby wrote, a supremely unique, fantastic, and awesome name. A magnificent, evocative, delightful name. <laughs> he said, if Stoner played in contemporary times, jersey sales would shoot through the roof. No kidding. In 2017, a poll by Ranker received more than 13,000 votes and placed Stoner number nine on the all on the list of best baseball names of all time. So. There you have it. And now, now you know, know the, the rest of, of the, the story, <laughs> whether you liked it or not. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Lil Stoner. Well, yeah, I, I like it. Is it 5.30? It's, yeah, pretty close. You know, uh, I have other news items, but should, you know what, I, I uh, before I get to those news items. What is it? I have a political agenda here. Oh, here we go. I need to talk to somebody who's... A little more knowledgeable than me about the state of Massachusetts. You want me to call Buddy the dog down? Like <laughs> Buddy, Buddy's good. Shut up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> can we get Jeff Deal on the phone? We can. Stand by. I heard him on the radio this morning. Yeah. He was on with uh, Cooner. Yeah. And I thought, I'd like to talk to him about all that's going, because I tell you guys things, but i got to tell somebody who actually knows something. About what what's going on with our state of Massachusetts, or, or the it's not, it's not actually a state; it's a commonwealth. It's a commonwealth. 
Yeah. And so you don't want to mix the two. No. No. People that live in commonwealths get, get pissed. Virginia. Yeah, there's there's Kentucky. Isn't isn't Kentucky one? Is it? I think so. It might not be home. Hey, oh. Is that Jeff? There he is. Jeff Deal? Nope. Jeff Deal? Yes. Yes, sir. Mike Adams on the radio. Mikey Adams, no. Yeah. This is Mike Adams? Yes, and you are live with me and Smitty and Ben Kitchen. It's going to be great. <laughs> did I just win? Did I just win the lottery? I'm on Mike Adams' show. Holy <laughs> You won nothing. But we, oh, we, we will send we will send you a <laughs> we will, however, send you a my grandma's coffee cake for your trouble. Uh, how are you, Jeff? My grandma doesn't eat coffee cake, but you know she had no teeth at the end. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I'm kidding. Well, you know, we all had no teeth at the beginning. Remember that? We, none of us had teeth when we were. Uh, I heard you with Jeff Cooner today on the radio, and it was very interesting. And of course, you know, and I know, and everybody knows that I'm a huge supporter of you and a fan of yours because you, you're the only politician from Massachusetts I've ever met that actually made sense. <laughs> um, yep, I, uh, I ran at 40 years old because I was sick of the way things were going on Beacon Hill, and I actually got into the state reps position, and for eight years I, I watched legislation pass that made zero sense to me. Um, and so, you know, a couple things along the way. I uh, helped stop our in, our gas tax from being indexed to inflation. Right. And then uh, I ended up running against Elizabeth Warren, the fake Indian. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, this state this state seems to like artificial intelligence, so um, she was <laughs> she was reelected. And uh, and then I ran against Maury Healy, who was doing a bang up job allowing uh, you know the third world into pretty much uh, community centers and hotels yeah. across the Commonwealth. Oh, it's that's fantastic. very troubling. You know, I get I get out and about, you know, because I do this uh, retired retired guy job, uh, Lyft and Uber, and I I, I went to a, a hotel. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I went to the, the I was telling these guys last week. I went to this hotel in uh, Marlboro, and it was it said closed to the public. And then I I found I did a little research, and I found out that. There were 500 Haitians living in there who get their breakfast, they get their lunch, they get catered food brought in from Brockton every evening for their dinner. They get free Uber and Lyft rides. They get free health care. They don't have to pay for the hotel. They don't have to pay for their meals. SNAP gives them f- food stamp benefits. And 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 then and it adds up to like $8,000 a month per family that's staying at this hotel. I'm thinking... Why can't the veterans get this? You know, they change the sheets and the laundry and all that stuff every day. Every day. Yeah. yeah. That is a, that is a nice service. You know, here's something kind of funny. Uh, and I'd like to touch on the Uber driving because I actually did that myself a while back. But anyway, the because, um, hey, pick up a few bucks when you can. But the uh, $8,000 a month to support these families. Back when I was a state rep, there was another state rep who had come in the same year I did, 2010. Yeah. His name was Dan Winslow. He was a former uh, judge. And he was, uh, he always had these great kind of crazy ideas. Like one of his fun ideas was to file a bill to unionize the state house employees. Of course, the Democrats, they believe in unions, but they didn't want to have their own employees unionized. Oh, so no. he, he did that one. It was great. The, the other one, um, he did, which I thought was fantastic was saying, instead of paying for, um, section eight housing benefits or any of the, the housing that they get, why doesn't this, the Commonwealth just buy, uh, at the time in 2008 and 2009, there was that foreclosure crisis. There was a lot of homes on the market that were, you know, basically sitting empty. Mm-hmm. He said, "Why doesn't the state just buy these things? The mortgages are uh, between, you know, twelve hundred dollars to twenty five hundred dollars, maybe. Right. I mean, it was costing at the time twenty five hundred dollars to house a family in state property. He, his point was put them in a house, 
just buy the house and, and put them in there. Yeah. I mean, he, it wasn't for real. He, he knew that wasn't going to pass. But his point was this. We're spending so much on people who are here illegally, and we do nothing for the citizens of our state who actually are paying the taxes and right. trying to desperately stay in the state if they can. It's that right uh, to shelter. The, you know, the, way they, the right to shelter. We're the only state in the union that has that. And that's that's the cause, isn't it, Jeff? It. So the funny thing is, a lot of people are saying we've got to change the right to shelter law. The fact of the matter is you just have to apply the right to shelter law. If you look at it, it says non-citizens are not eligible for the services. But but of course, you know, politicians, you know, they don't they they can't stay in office if they don't figure out something they've got to change for the better or for the worse, usually for the worse. And what they are saying is, oh, we we have to change the law to make it fit. They don't have to change it. They have to enforce it like anything else. They actually have to enforce it. By the way, our gun laws, I know, complete tangent, but uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm on. I'm on your show. I mean, I, the Mikey Adams way is. We've got a great. Right? We've so got a great gun the, uh, sponsor. You know, guns. We have gun laws. We have laws basically to put people in jail if they have guns illegally. They never enforce Bartley Fox in Massachusetts. They slap them on the wrist and they they uh, nail them for a drug charge, which then gets lessened by the judge. And that's the sort of winky wink to get to keep these guys out of jail that actually are. are you know, using guns for robberies and yeah. things like that. It's, yeah, but you know crazy. what, Jeff? That right to shelter, if, if we're the only state that has it, and I'm a homeless guy in Connecticut, I'm going to move to Massachusetts to get the free hotel. It's a magnet for people, Not never mind illegal aliens. It's the people who are, you know, destitute for whatever reason, and sometimes it's drugs, sometimes it's, uh, you know, uh, any multitude of problems. They're going to come to Massachusetts because why not? Right. So we're a red carpet state, not just not just to neighboring states, but again, to you know, come to countries around the world, because Massachusetts in its genius in this last election cycle, first of all, didn't elect me to governor, which was a mistake. But <laughs> they also True. they did two things. They passed the millionaires tax, which adds four percent additional tax to anybody who actually is innovative and tries to start a business in the state right. and is successful. And they passed driver's license for illegals. We, they, we allowed that to happen. We, we did not get that to be repealed. And Awful. so now anybody from around the world can come here. And if you're illegal, you still get that driver's license. So they're going to come here, get their ID, get their money. And we're a red carpet for it. That's why we are busting at the seams. That's why, you know, the uh, the urban centers that are being taken over, these overflowing these minority kids. Yeah. Kids can't go to sports anymore because there's. Uh, 400 well, migrants th- in, their, in their gym. I think Maura Healy just uh, sequestered another building on the seaport, an office building. She's going to open that up to – I mean, this is, like, ridiculous because there's no end to it, first of all. There's no bottom uh, – you know, there's no bottom for people anymore. They just come here. They get more benefits. They actually do better getting the benefits than if they work, These the, the illegals. Mike, you- Mike, there is a, there is a safe space. There is a safe space for you. It's called uh, Martha's Vineyard. If you go to Martha's Vineyard, they will illegals will be deported off that island That's immediately right. if they go there. Okay? That's right. You have well, one you, refuge. You know, but the crime wave now. The, we we've been hearing you headlines across the country, Jeff, about the uh, the the criminals that are from Venezuela, murder and raping and all kinds of things like that. I, it hit me. You know, I'm driving my Lyft vehicle the other day, and I picked up three. I'm going to say that where they're from, they were from Haiti, and they were in the backseat. I'm taking them to, the, to one of their free doctor's appointments. So I, dr- I drop them off, and then I realize after I drive away, they stole my CD book. I have 20 <laughs> – there's 20 CDs of my favorite CDs that were in my backseat in the in – the, you know, they have that little slot behind the seat. Yeah. They, they took them, and now I'm getting hit by the crime wave. My CDs are gone, Jeff. Mikey, I – 
I would have taken you for an eight track guy still. Like I, I thought you were a classic throwback person. I got an 08 Mercury Grand Marquis. I'm no slouch <laughs> here with the cars. Um, in fact, by the I, way, I did, I did mention, I drove Uber once too. You know, I, there was a period of time after my U S Senate race against Liz Warren that, you know, I, I'd been working as a, as a legislator for eight years and then I ran against her. And for a while there, yeah. a lot of people were saying, geez, how do I hire a guy who just ran for U S Senate? So I was, I was still looking for work, doing the job search. And so I started driving on the weekends to, you know, help pick up some money. And the, the first thing that struck me that was pretty amazing was how much weed people smoke. Because when, <laughs> when people got in and out of that car, I, I think I had to fumigate it like once a day because of the <laughs> amount of right. weed that people had on their body. But the second thing was, it was a nice, easy way, uh, again, to kind of clock in, pick up some money, you know, when you had free you time. You make your own schedule. Then, uh, you make your own schedule. That's, that's yeah. the best thing about it. You don't have to drive or you can drive all day when, when you got free time. I mean, I don't like sitting home and watch Judge Judy reruns over and over again. So I, I got to get out there in the streets, uh, you know, a little bit. And you're right about the uh, uh, the weed thing. The other thing is the licenses for the illegals. Now, we have a traffic problem in Massachusetts, especially particularly in Boston. They're even talking about congestion uh, tolls for people who make the, the commute and sit in the, on the Mass Pike every morning. It's ridiculous. But what do they do to make it better? They say, you know, I got an idea. Why don't we have one out of five people in Massachusetts is born in another country? Let's let all those people get their licenses <laughs> and see how the traffic works out then. Yeah. Uh, no. We lost Jeff Deal. We lost him. Yep. Oh, he's New York City has the same problem. New York City is thinking about trying to figure out how to create more fees to, to if you want to drive into the city. What is it about these big cities that they're not understanding? When you have these sanctuary laws that bring people in, you're basically forcing the normal people who like to come in and spend money for vacationing or the people who actually have to work for a living. They're right. gonna, that after a while, they're going to say, forget this. They're going to start moving out to the uh, Worcester, uh, maybe out to Springfield at some mm -hmm. point. I mean, we have a big state. There are a lot of different places people can live. Boston is really just shooting policy but that's but that's mayor Wu. i mean she's also the kind of mayor that ret has retribution on the uh, the north end i yep. mean any other part of the city can have restaurants and you know during the summer out on their sidewalks but the north end you know it's, she's either going to fine you or she's going to make it so expensive that you can't even do it so you know we've got a mayor that also doesn't seem to understand what it's like to be business friendly or tourist friendly as well what it seems like to me is that what you know we've talked about this in the past you and i and, and others it's a one party state so that all they always get what they want one way or the other and it's always by reaching into the pockets of the taxpayers in the commonwealth of massachusetts and Making it more difficult, and that includes the housing crisis. You know, that, I hate to say this, but if we have the, all those thousands and thousands and thousands of people from Brazil and Haiti and and Central American countries, and nothing against those people, I would do the same thing if I wanted to get a better life. But you can't let everybody in. What if Disney World did that? How would how would the ride the lines be on the ride on the you know, Space Mountain? Sometimes it feels like Disney does let the entire world in. Have you ever <laughs> gone there on a holiday? Holy smokes! It's I hard know. to move around there. It, it um, is. <laughs> but, but hey, that's a whole. By the way, I have I have a, a total. This is my idea. I want, okay. So Elon Musk the other day, offhandedly said, maybe I'll buy Disney. And I thought, what? Now this is incredible. What a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk is in the business of transportation. He's got uh, Teslas, and the guy has SpaceX. Right. He's got all these different ways of trying to move people around. You know the world and the country, the internationally, in the space, whatever. The point is, the guy's a transportation guy, but he also bought, you know, Uber, not Uber, uh, Twitter, which is now X. So he's also into kind of communications and, and entertainment, right? So I said, 
what if this guy actually did buy Disney? I would I would hire Elon Musk to go to every major U.S. city in the country and redo their transportation system. Because, and let me explain. I've got two daughters. Okay, now my wife loves Disney. As soon as my daughter, youngest or my oldest, was was uh, able to go, we went for the first time to that Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah. And and her eyes lit up when a giraffe walked right by right, the window. Right outside the window. It. Yeah. That's yeah, a, that's I loved a great. It. Loved it. And 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 then I, I look back over the years of going to Disney, and I'm like, I've 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 handed my luggage at Logan Airport with a Disney tag on it to them. And the next time I see it, it's in my hotel room. I get on the plane. I get down to Disney. I'm on a bus from the airport. I'm uh, I'm on a boat to a restaurant. I'm on a, sure. uh, a, another bus or a monorail hotel. Yeah. You, you don't even notice the transportation because it's high quality. It's fast. You're always moving. It's clean. And, and it's clean. Right. If Disney, they move millions of people every day, at least three, three five times a day right. from a hotel to a restaurant to a theme park to this one. If you put Disney in of transportation, we'd be we'd have a perfect system. They figured it out a long time ago. Yeah, it's called management. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, so, they, but if you say that in Massachusetts, they go, "Oh, you're going to privatize the the MBTA." You know what? We can privatize it. You know the the management of or the the uh, the design and build and management of it. But you can have union workers that do the job. I mean, that's not a big sure. deal. And, so and by the way, it's not like their service record is stellar. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it, they they break down all the time. They have a they have a you know a lack of quality. Uh, 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 that's a whole different that's people getting different. Dra- dragged to death their legs and arms are getting caught in the door and they're getting dragged to death i mean that's that's not the disney experience that i would i would uh, i think disney could do a better job Let's oh we way. know they can you're right that they can and uh, see this is why i liked jeff deal when he ran i mean oh of course he has better answers to all these questions the problem is he doesn't have a d next to his name he's got an r <laughs> next to his name so his good ideas go right down the drain and then we what do we get we get Maura Healy opening the whole state to everybody and then saying oh it's going to cost nine. hiring her ex uh, her ex to be the head of the SJC her to yes, be honest, right and by the way I mean, that's the, not going to cause a problem down the road no, no and I, that 915 no million dollars that's the low end of that uh, that we're going to be spending on making sure illegal aliens are eating well uh is is part of next year's budget it's terrible jeff and damn it we got have changed this mike there's a there's a state rep named nick boldiga he's a good guy he's out in western mass and he uh he, he actually did the math he's a republican so you know of course he's got endangered species but <laughs> but nick boldiga actually did the math he said okay 64 a day for a family of four times uh you know a day times a week times a you know a month he figured it out it's about a hundred thousand dollars a year to feed a family of four at that 64 dollar rate right. i can tell you this i would love to have a hundred thousand dollars you know income where i could then just that only goes to feeding my family. Yeah. Like, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Unfortunately, I have things like heating and car bills sure. and mortgages. Like you know, the real world actually has to do deal, deal with a lot less uh, available for food. So I went to the grocery wild. store today. I have two sons, where they're teenagers. But guess what? Two hundred fifty-three dollars oh. at the grocery store. Ouch. I think, what did I buy here? You know, and uh, for a hundred thousand dollars, you could eat like kings every meal and throw half of it away, like they do at the at the hotel Haiti over there in Marlboro. <laughs> You know, uh, Jeff, we got a quiz for you. We, we want to test your medal on the Beatles. Do you know anything about the Beatles? I I went. To, my parents took me when I was a kid to Beatlemania, but I think I was so young I don't even remember. Except when Lucy the Sky with Diamonds played, I, I remember like it's some sort of weird thing where I remember looking up at the auditorium I was in or whatever it was and uh, like, wow, this is wild. I, that's pretty much all I could remember. From well, Beatlemania. we can we can rest assured that since it's Jeff deal, we're talking to, it wasn't an acid flashback you were having, you know, looking, <laughs> no, looking at the no. but let's see how you it, do it, on this. I Be- might've had acid reflux from Infamil <laughs> when I was a kid. I don't know. Anyway. Here, here's a Beatles quiz. 
with former gubernatorial and senatorial candidate. Please, yep. please be rubber soul. Something from rubber soul. Please be from rubber soul. Here we go. <laughs> go ahead, Smitty. Smitty's the question guy. All right, Jeff, stand by now. In what Beatles song do these words appear? Behind the shelter in the middle of the roundabout, the pretty nurse is selling poppies from a tray. I can, I can buzz behind it. Behind the roundabout. Yes! Penny Lane, that is correct. Okay, All right, what? hold on. we got to give him the ding. Yeah, you get this when you get a... Okay, that's one. Okay, number... I get one ding. How many dings do I, am I going for? No, it's not a, per, a ding per... It's one. You, if you get a ding, that's a point. All right. Okay. Here we, here we go. Right. <laughs> number two. Yes. Waits at the window, wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door. Who is the it for? The man on the hill is perfectly... Uh, the fool on the hill. No. Is, is, that is, is that wrong, the Jeff the fool on the hill? It's, no. It's, wrong. It's Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. Sugar, sugar sugar sits, honey, okay. Wearing the face she keeps in a jar by the door like Madonna. <laughs> uh. Wait, did you see Madonna? She got, Come on, Smitty. She was right, on, help me out here. Madonna, Madonna? Was, on, Madonna was on stage, and she... Um, her 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 dancer friend, who was a guy wearing high heels, who was supposed to drag her and the chair across the stage, and he tripped and fell, and she fell off the chair, and she kept singing, but her face didn't move. That is <laughs> All right, third question. All right, number three. I'm painting the room in a colorful way, and when my mind is wandering, there I will go. There I will go. Um, yep. Oh my nah, gosh! Nah, I, 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 nah, I, I, I'm nah. painting the room. Uh, time's up. I think he's got it. Yeah, well, no, he's got it. But, hey, but he was singing it. it. Gonna... Fixing a uh, hole. Fixing a hole. I'm fixing a hole in. Okay, where the rain comes in. Okay, is that that's right. Fixing a hole? <laughs> and you believe me, you need a special doctor for that one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth a question. Lot of, a lot of young children being advised to. Uh, anyway, let's, I'm going to move on from Hey, I'm, I'm so ugly when I go to the proctologist, he sticks his thumbs in my mouth. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. All right, go ahead. Fourth. Is this no, a fifth? No, this is number four. <laughs> Should 5% appear too small, oh, be thankful uh, I don't take it all. Of course. The tax man. Uh, that, yes. That, that's very good. He's got two, right? right. He's got two. Two out, of, two out of four. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, this one. All the girls around her say she's got it coming. But she gets it while she can. All that goes around is says, um, it's just another day. No, it's no. just another All day. All that goes um, around says, hey, she's uh, got to come in. <laughs> That's wrong, Jeff. <laughs> I'm trying to sing it. I don't know. Uh, is that? Uh, oh, I don't know. Is it another day? Get back. It's get back. All the sweet Loretta Martin thought she was a woman, but she was no. another man. Yeah, get, get back. back. All they the girls sang it around on the roof her. of the Apple Building. It was their I, final I live that. concert. I watched, I watched get back the whole documentary thing. That was amazing. That was yeah. great. Yeah, the keyboardist Absolutely. that they brought in. Oh my god! It was uh, what's so his name? Preston. Billy Preston. Billy Preston, yeah. who I found out 25 years later was gay the whole time. How about that? Get back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> what uh, do you got? He's as blind as he can be, just sees what he wants to see. Is this the fool on the hill? Is this no, a- no. <laughs> Jeff, you and that fool on the hill, Jeff. That you should. I'm stuck on. I feel like I have to make that work somehow. What are the words He's again? Blind. I'm going to sing it for He's you. He's as blind as he can be, just sees what he wants to see. Just sees what he wants to. Oh, Nowhere man. man. Nowhere man is correct. Give yourself a thing. Oh, Nowhere oh, man, my. please listen. Can we do Rush lyrics next time I'm on, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> please. 
Really? You rush. rush? How yeah. about this one? Salesman. <laughs> Salesman. Spirit of radio, my friend. Hey, Getty Lee, man, that guy. You know, I got to tell you, of all the rock stars in the history of rock, yes, he and Roy Orbison, probably the two ugliest. <laughs> don't you think? Probably. Where, where are you going with I mean, I don't know. How did Getty Lee, I guess there were maybe some uh, unsighted groupies that maybe went everybody, backstage for the Everybody in the Traveling Wilburys, I thought, had kind of a, you know, oh, yeah, a look I, I that I wasn't love exactly that band. attractive. I love that band because they're all, they're all uh, legendary relics, you know, and, <laughs> and three of them are dead, I think. Uh, Petty's dead, Orbison's dead, George Harrison's dead. Yeah, Jeff no. Lynn's still alive, and uh, Smitty, are, you, are we still, still doing this? I hear the ticking. Am I still on the clock? Yeah, we yeah, absolutely are. And oh, Mikey has no. dominated the conversation, I, I, just ruined the timing. I just want you uh. to know, Jeff, that uh, no matter what you do in the future politically, I'm behind you 100 percent, as you know. <laughs> so I, I hope it's something soon, and I hope it's just anything that get make us into a two-party state again, so we can have some refreshing common sense ideas from Mr. Deal. How's that? Well, I, I appreciate that, but if I don't do better on the, the Beatles thing, I think I, I'm, Here it is. I'm not going to get any support. Here it comes. This is the final question. The wild and windy night that the rain washed away has left me full of tears, crying for the day. Oh, my. Okay. Now. I don't even think I know that. I'm, I'm lost. Is this White Album? I don't, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Ben, right. go ahead. Kick it in, Ben, because Ben's only like 12 years old, and he can he knows this. Long Winding Road? The Long and Winding Road. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Didn't I say that earlier? I, I <laughs> no, no, you kept saying, you kept the saying, man on uh, the hill. Fool on the Hill. All right. Well, <laughs> the hill. I got one more. One more, okay? All right, sure. Because Jeff hasn't done too well on these. So. Well, he's, oh, no, but listen, he's, he's only 40, 42, oh, right? How old are you? Uh, 55 almost. Okay, well, let's see. I'm close. It's a double nickel, yeah. To me, you're 40. What about I once met a girl, or should I say? Norwegian. In my life, it was Norwegian wouldn't. Jeff, don't (laughs) say. All right, would you believe in a love at first sight? Oh, that's easy. This is for Jeff. Yes, I'm certain that it happens all the time. What do you see when you turn out the light? I can't tell you. I can't you. tell you, but, but I know it's right. my thing. I get high with a little help from my friends. Right. Yep. Ooh, I'm going to try with a little help from my friends. Yep. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and Joe Cocker did it, it, it at uh, Woodstock. Whoa, how would you say? <laughs> right. He's having convulsions at the moment. Well, he, but was yes, doing he, did a, it. he was doing a lot more than that song at Woodstock, I have a feeling. <laughs> Jeff Deal, thanks for being on the podcast, my friend. Oh, well, hey, Mike and Smitty, and, and who, was else, who else was B- joining Ben me? Kitchen. Ben. Ben, I thank you very much for being there too. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> is, oh, we is pay that him Ben the... Kitchen that I know from from back in the day. Yes, yep. it's yep. the same oh one. My gosh. Same one. The, ben Kitchen helped me when I when I first was running for office. I'm glad you're there. Yeah, he's a good See man. That? We have a good crew here, and uh, you know we, uh, we've had a lot of fans of yours on the show, including uh, Freddie Smirless, John Dennis. Where you've, oh, you've got a lot man. of people that are that are big fans of Jeff Deal. Yep. I love these guys. I, you know what? I, I got to say, honestly, I mean, running for office, it's not easy, and the Democrats are, are a tough party. But there are so many great people in the state that uh, you know, I love it. So we'll see. I, I'm most likely going to do something again. I will let you know, and I will bone up on the uh, Beatles next time. All right? <laughs> All right, Jeff. Hey, I mean, thanks to you, and uh, give my regards to that beautiful family that I met. Uh, they, you have a wonderful family, and uh, I, know you, I know you love them. Just keep your sons away from them. That's all I Oh, ask. absolutely. Hey, Jeff, just... Jeff is having to deal with Taylor Swift. If, if I could just keep my sons away from the refrigerator, we'd be fine. You know? All right. Thanks, Mikey, and everybody. Thank really you, Jeff. appreciate it. Good talking to you. Take care. Jeff Deal, everybody, on the uh, podcast here. And uh, 
people out. He's he's a good guy. Uh, I have a couple special features for you guys. You know what I like yeah, about what you got? Jeff Deal. Let me just say one thing about yeah, that guy. He's a good guy. You know what I like about him? He's just, he's not uh, a politician. I have something to say. He's very yeah. careful about what he's, very guarded about what he has. To, he's just being himself. Yeah, he's, he's always very, always real and always genuine, uh, you know, which is what I like about him. And not only that, but he actually has policies that make sense for for all of us here in the in the Commonwealth. Would you say Jeff Deal is the real deal? Nice, uh, Smitty. You always got to, your finger on the button. A <laughs> um, couple of news items, first of all. Uh, you know, did you steal that from news radio? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. I, I, I no, he it. sang it. He brought in some singers and he did he it. He has singers in here. Five days a week. Not that sing jingles, though. I mean, those are special people. Tanner the Pe- Pepper with Bill McNeil. <laughs> yeah, see, I know the whole thing. Pepper Tanner. You know, that's why I had to be Dale Denver. They already had the jingle recorded. Dale Denver, WPOP. You know, I said, okay. So that, that's how I get the name issued to me, like for army fatigues. Well, this is good. And now the news. Family dollar stores. This week, ordered to pay $41.6 million for using a rodent-infested warehouse to distribute food, cosmetics, oh. and medical devices. Lovely. <laughs> they distributed them to more than 400 stores across the South. The largest criminal penalty of its kind comes after a U.S. Food and Drug Administration investigation found, quote, live rodents, dead and decaying rodents, rodent feces, urine, and odors... That wasn't rodent urine. That was and just, just, yeah. Just urine. And evidence of gnawing and nesting. I mean, can you imagine? This is an infestation. Yeah. They weren't just living there, eating the stuff, and then leaving. They lived there. Like an invasion And to of think, rats. that's where I buy my tampons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it happened at the distribution center in West Memphis, Arkansas. Well, the company, which has 8,000. Are we all that surprised now? It has 8,000 stores and was bought by Dollar Tree, their rival. Uh, they pleaded guilty to uh, misdemeanor. Well, <laughs> yeah. And the misdemeanor account of causing goods to be, quote, adulterated while being held under insanitary conditions. I mean, that's a misdemeanor, right? But you but you get out of, you come from Venezuela and you kill somebody and they let you go. Because you don't have $47 million. Did you see that video, by the way, of the guy he, after he left court, after they gave him bail and he left? Speeding 70 miles an hour through an intersection, there's a, a mother and a daughter walking across the street. Blam! They get hit. It's like they vaporized. He hit them so hard. It's amazing. He also hit another car, too. But they let it's, him go. It's bad. you got to know who's coming into your country and how you can find them if you need to. <coughs> Adam Sandler in the news. Oh. Yeah, he's got a new movie. You know what it's called? Spaceman. Yeah, Spaceman, which has already been done. Bill Lee, they did the movie Spaceman about Bill Lee, and so now there's a copycat killer. I don't think it's about the same thing. <laughs> it's not, but the, <laughs> the title's the same. It is. Or what if you said, I'll get a movie, I was called Godfather. But it's not about the Mar- Marlon Brando character. It's about my godfather, uh, Uncle Ned. <laughs> no, you can't take a copy. pretty well. I think there's a lawsuit there. Spaceman's going to make some money. I don't money. think there is a lawsuit there. What's this movie about? And, and Sandler uh, plays Jake Jakub Prochatska, an astronaut, an astronaut on a solo mission to Jupiter. You know, when I was a kid, they'd say, the girls would say, boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. Girls go to Mars to be movie stars. 
How did I miss that? That's what they said. They used to say in school, the kids, to me, the girls, to tease and taunt me, Those make me feel insufficient. Those are raised my generation. Anyway, <laughs> Jakob Prozhashka is an astronaut. He longs for his pregnant wife, Lenka, who's back on Earth millions of miles away. Oh, does he play like a Russian? You're a million miles away. Oh. Disillusioned that her husband keeps choosing lengthy missions over life at home, Lenka decides to leave him. Well... Where's your husband? Is he going to be back tonight? The guys, are, you know, the, the, the DoorDash guys. They say, hey, what time is he coming back? Oh, he won't be back for a while. He's he's on Jupiter. Oh, well, You can get on Uranus. <laughs> I, know, I was figuring out how uh, we were going to work that in that somewhere. That's a good one, Ben. Uh, Kellogg CEO Gary Pilnick's cost-saving suggestion of eating cereal for dinner has yet to win over consumers who are feeling the strain of grocery prices. Just talking about that with Jeff Deal. Pilnick posed buying cereal for dinner to save money on groceries on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Squawk. He was responding to a question regarding how high food prices are and how more than 11% of disposable consumer income goes toward purchasing food. 11%. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's more like 20% for me. Yeah. A, I don't make that much. B, I eat a lot. Remarkable. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Fetty. Um, that and more on uh, next edition of <laughs> Newsnight America. I got one thing, too. We have a lot of rednecks that listen to this show. Yep. They're smart rednecks, good looking, too. And their daughters are real sweet. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I have the Ten Commandments. Really? Of the hillbilly culture. You ready for this? Okay. This is like a radio show we do here. Oh, you know, like no commercials. No. You want to hear this the- hour's radio? Free- <laughs> oh fuck! I you want to hear? You want to hear the Ten Commandments of Hillbilly Culture? Let's hear them. Ready? <laughs> Number one. Now I want you guys to tell me what the real commandment is, Allah Moses. Ben. Oh. Ben would know. I, I wouldn't. First <laughs> commandment. Just one God. Yep. Okay, what's, that's, what's, that's, that's something about idolatry. Thou shalt not have false gods. That's, that's right. That's, right? that's the one. Uh, am am I right two. on that, or is that a different one? <laughs> Number two. I'm going to take a deuce here. Thou shalt not shit. Put nothing before God. Is that the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, you probably doesn't that's matter. Yep. You don't even follow them anyway. No. No. Number three. Watch your mouth. <laughs> don't Watch take your the, mouth. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. There you go. Ah. Yeah. Huh? Number four, get yourself to the Sunday meetings. Go to go to church. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're not a hillbilly? Honestly. <laughs> or a God fearing person. You know, my, my friend uh, my old friend, former friend Bill Patrick had had a wife who was from West Virginia. He said he'd go down to visit her and her mother in the trailer park down in West Virginia. Yeah. And he said he ate some food down there, it was awful and he was sick. To his stomach, and the mother, his mother-in-law, potential mother-in-law, came over to him and said, "You tell me, bothering you? You want a physic? A physic? What the hell is that?" He didn't know either, and he, he said, "Just hearing the word almost made him puke." Oh God! <laughs> like a physic? No, physic. You want a physic? Shove your whole five. hand up there, pull it out. <laughs> Commandment number five: Honor your mom and pa. Well, thou shalt uh, honor you know, thy mother and father. Number six. No killing. <laughs> That's simple. <laughs> no murder, yeah. 
number seven. No fooling around with another feller's woman. The covet thy neighbor's wife yeah, on. That's yeah, it. I that's never good. coveted them. I well. visit them. No, I'm kidding. Uh, eight. Don't, uh, can we get the hillbilly back in here? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> number eight. Don't take what ain't yours. <laughs> I love these. <laughs> Thou shalt not steal. That, that sounds good. Right. Number nine. No telling tales and gossiping. Number oh, 10. That's a fucking commandment? Yeah. You, number 10. Don't be a bitch. Don't be hankering for your buddy's stuff. <laughs> Isn't that the same thing as coveting thy neighbor's wife? Yeah, it, well, it's goods. Oh. Coveting thy neighbor's goods. Oh. It, sometimes the wife is the goods. <laughs> sometimes she's not so bad. So now you know. Now well, you, I clearly know nothing about the Bible. Well, now you can behave properly because you've had this little uh, primer. Thank you. Yeah. So you're in good shape. Thank you. I don't, have to, I don't have to go to church for another 39 years. Have you ever been to church? No. Wow. Did you <laughs> for like that, services? Smitty? Like I've been for like weddings, oh, funerals, wow, that kind yeah, of shit. But that's because there's free food but and like, shit. Yeah, there is? Yeah, alcohol, weddings? Come on. You've been to a oh, wedding? Sure. You've been to a wedding? You didn't yeah, cover your neighbor's at, goods? <laughs> they don't have the alcohol at the church. They have Do they? Every, I don't know. Come on. Weddings are no, always never, about the booze and the food. I've oh, yeah. never been to services of any religious denomination. Never covered the neighbor's garter belt. I have done that. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap up this program because Smitty's getting tired. Uh, you yeah, know, I'm tired. You know, I'm getting now old that he's now. 48, you, yep. know, you, you never know when he's going to do this. You look terrible for 48. Oh. So we bring in Cast- <laughs> we bring in Castiglioki for a classic. This is a classic. Can you play this? It's a classic. Uh, okay, we're going to play it. Play it. Play it now. Here it comes. I pressed play. We'll press it again. It's got the spinning wheel of death going. Oh, we're not going to put up. Oh, with that, that yeah. We're not going to do that. Come on. It so says it's playing. Listen, I can't hear it. No, we don't hear it. Okay, here we go. Oh, here it comes. He's tuning up. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a woman, mean as she can be. Well, I got a woman, mean as she can be. Sometimes, Troop, I think she's almost mean as me. She's got ruby lips, she's got shapely hips, and she's got them pink nips. Oh, boy, I got a woman, mean as she can be. Sometimes, Joe, I think she's almost mean as me. Well, I ain't bragging, it's understood. Everything I do well, I sure do it good, yeah. I got a woman at Shaw's, mean as she can be. Sometimes I think she's almost mean as me. Can you believe it? This is called the interlude, Joe. I got a woman, she's so mean she put Ben Gay in my condoms. I had a woman who's so mean she she put X-Lax in my chocolate pudding. And I got a woman, Joe, so mean I took off my pants at the hotel and she looked at me and said, hey, that looks like a penis, only a lot smaller. Oh, she's mean, Trope. She's got ruby lips. She's got shapely hips. Yeah. Boy, she makes her my woody flip. I got a woman mean as she can be, Joe. Sometimes I think she's almost 
mean as me. Easy now. Another one of them interludes, Joe? I think so, Troop. Good thing we don't get paid by the hour. You know, fuck this, I'm leaving.